Hi, and welcome back to the Gucci Podcast. This episode is part of a special mini-series dedicated to Vault. This new experimental online space is many different things at once. A time machine, an archive, a library, a laboratory, and a meeting place between rare vintage Gucci finds and creations from a new wave of emerging designers. Hello and welcome to this episode of our mini-series on Vault. I'm Shahid Abari, Professor of Fashion Cultures and Histories at London College of Fashion. Vault represents a love of beauty, dreams and passion, the search for ideas that go beyond the confines of time and space, a testament to the belief that past, present and future can coexist through the power of the imagination. In Gucci's new online concept store, you'll find exclusive vintage pieces alongside the creations of a new wave of designers, the best of emerging fashion talent from around the world. We'll be finding out about the creative influences that have shaped their work and learning how they see themselves taking fashion forward. Here are Chanel Campbell, Guy Rosa and Bianca Saunders. Chanel Campbell is a New York-based designer whose practice is as much fine art as it is fashion design. African-American with links to Jamaica and the Virgin Islands, Chanel is passionate about black history, spirituality, Afrofuturism and music. Her work is glamorous and subversive, featuring fringes, feathers, cutouts and clothes printed with $100 bills. Guy Rosa is a Portuguese designer based in London, trained at Central St. Martins and now famed for his flamboyant crochet. Most recently, he's been inspired by the lot lizards or sex workers at truck stops across Middle America. And the influence of his Portuguese grandmother Rosa is visible in his passion for exuberant persona and colour. Bianca Saunders is from London. She trained at the Royal College of Art and was listed as one of Forbes' annual 30 under 30s in the category for arts and culture in 2020. She won the Andam Fashion Awards Grand Prize in July this year. Bianca specialises in menswear with twists on masculinity, often drawing from her British and West Indian heritage. Think male models in sheer figure-hugging t-shirts, side-split trousers, clingy silk shirts and ruched crop tops. It's provocative and stylish. The designers gathered at Milan Fashion Week at a very special event for the launch of Vault. I spoke to them from my studio in London. I started by asking Bianca how she would describe her creative style. I would say my style is inclusive and something that makes people feel empowered, elegant and also very luxurious in a subtle way. For me, it's kind of like a way of bridging a gap between things that are familiar but unfamiliar. So like trying to merge myself as a designer and as a person, using parts of my heritage, but in a subtle way to influence what I know as myself as being like British and Caribbean, but in a menswear format. Thank you. Chanel, what about you? I would say my work is about realigning fashion as art. I consider myself not only a fashion designer, but a multidisciplinary artist. So you can see that in my editorials, it's about distorting reality, playing around with time. It's supposed to look like a fashion editorial that's gone through a wormhole and distorted on the way out. So you can't really tell, is it a model, is it a mannequin? And it's just playing around with those themes and bringing it into Photoshop and taking a regular editorial and reimagining it in a digitally graphic and glitched way. 
So it just gets really weird and trippy. That sounds really exciting. Guy, I can sort of see your creative style because you're wearing something amazing. Uh, yeah, what I do is just evening wear for the daytime, really. <laughs> what is this? This is an incredible bit of knitwear sculpture. It's like a, a huge crochet mohair looming flower boa thing that's just springing from my neck. <laughs> and then I've got a leather and jewel patchwork skirt and knitted thigh-high knitted cowboy boots. And I brought a skateboard with me, so <laughs> all the wrongs. But that's a great summary of your creative style, I think. I want us to start by talking about how you got into fashion and your fashion training. Uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. Why don't you go first, Chanel, on that one? I guess it starts back with family. My grandma is the person who had the sewing gene. She came to Texas from the Caribbean and would work as a nanny for, like, wealthy families throughout Texas. And that's how I got my first introduction to luxury objects. Like, they'd give her a floor-length mink fur, and then that's how I saw these objects that I wouldn't be able to access otherwise. And from there, I just pursued it on my own. Um, I went to Philadelphia for my BFA, went to Parsons for my MFA, taught a bit at Parsons, and then just continued on from there. What about for you, Bianca? I've always knew I wanted to do something creative, so whether it was being in art or fashion, but I felt fashion was like the best way to kind of merge everything from like creative direction to organise my own photography to drawing and making and all the rest. So I was quite directional in terms of what I wanted, so I went to Kingston to do my BA. Um, from graduating there, I decided to do menswear and I wanted to continue that pace and went to the RCA, so the Royal College of Art, to do my MA for two years. From there, I launched Pad, the brand, using like, the press from the show that I did for my graduate collection and started my brand from there. Wow. And Guy, how did you start? Well, I did a foundation, a BA and an MA at St. Martin's. I think that's really where like, I've thrived. But to be honest, it was my grandmother who was the kind of woman that dressed up for the opening of Fridge, you know. She was just the person that would like buy a couple of meters of fabric and have her skirt made in that pattern, the blouse in that pattern, the jacket in that pattern, and then use a spare for an umbrella. So that sense of dressing up, I think, was what really motivated me since I was a young child to like play with things. And I think I was always quite intuitive with it. And it was the only thing I was ever good at. <laughs> so there was no other option. You know? It's a good job you were really good at it. Well, yes. <laughs> You've all started talking about family, grandmothers in particular, but, and heritage, that that's been an influence in shaping your work. Uh, at the heart of Volt is this idea that one day everything will be vintage and that everything we make now also belongs to the past and is influenced by the past. So I want to find out more about the things that influence you, whether that's family, whether that's celebrities, it might be film, historical periods, or, or the political moment. What is it that influences you, Guy? I feel like my work is almost like a visceral reaction to my daily life and what I'm subjected to on the street. So for my collection, the one we just did, I was really just motivated by getting harassed by men in white vans on the street hurling insults at me. So I was like, but look at what you're wearing. You're literally wearing like a t-shirt and like, you know, some like dingy tracksuit bottoms. So I would just <laughs> combine that with my own personal style and it was a way to 
dismantle that sort of toxic masculinity that we all mm. we have all endured. So yeah. you've got some denim chuckers that might be dismantled and they're like crocheted, but they still have got like some hard edges. That sounds fascinating. What about you, Bianca? What are your influences? I guess it is more down to observing people and observing men in particular and just a way to kind of merge the worlds. When I was at the RCA, it was like so different because like RCA is in like Kensington and I'm from South London. So it's just trying to get people to understand my world. So I would like bring my friends in to be part of like my presentations all the time and try like make these films so people could kind of understand like the, the sort of people that I was talking about. And I feel like as the brands like progress, you can kind of see that with like the Gucci film that I did. It was just was all about showing the personality behind the clothes and that's what really brings it to life. Chanel, what about for you? Well, I'm definitely influenced by Afrofuturism, black history and just the concept of time. The shirt I'm wearing now features a print that was in the last 10 seconds of a Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin interview that was done in like the 60s or 70s. So it's like the glitched words because it's like this old distorted camera, the glitch words from that, taking that and reimagining it and just digitalizing it until it gets to a point where it looks like this really futuristic print. I'm so excited to see what you're all going to showcase on Vault. Tell me about that. What will we see from you, Chanel, in Vault? Well, you'll see one of the pieces that feature this print that I just described. There's a piece that has a money print, which is very New York, because it's basically a towel that comes from the souvenir shops on Canal Street in New York City. And then you're going to see a blue silk piece. So you're repurposing lots of things, you're reshaping them. Yeah, reimagining things in like this modern way. Yeah. What about you, Bianca? What will we see from you? A lot of it is the AW21 collection that I did for the presentation. So a mixture of leather pieces, matching suit sets. And my favourite is probably the green petticoat. So it's like an A-line coat with like a folded in sleeves, which is classic to my brand in terms of like design and aesthetic. That sounds really beautiful. What about you, Guy? What will we see from you? I'm featuring mostly knitted cowboy boots. So they're like a repurposed leather base, and then they're thigh-high, and the tops, they're just like mohair jacquards with all sorts of motifs, uh, merinos, lurex. So definitely not your <laughs> usual. It's more of like a, a fantasy of a cowboy boot. But listen, that the spirit of Vault is radical and experimental, and that's yeah. why you've been chosen as our, our new wave designers, because we think you're radical and experimental. Why don't you tell me how you think your work is radical and experimental? Mm. Chanel, you go first. I feel like it's radical and experimental because first, like uh, just doing research into um, fashion, in general, you understand that textile is the second polluting industry in the world. So it's just how can we realign fashion as art as a way where it looks more of just like this is a piece for exhibition rather than for sale and excess sale and pushing things this way and that way. So I try to make my work more as like something for an exhibition and more of a visual thing than a wearable thing. And you've been thinking about, is it femwear rather than women's wear? Is that the term you use? Yeah, I was trying to like figure out what terminology can feel less like clothing as gender, but even femwear is still kind of a gender connotation to clothes. So it's just mm -hmm. a collection of objects that anyone can wear no matter what. Guy, what about you? Well, I just tend to make things that you can't actually ever make or sort of like impossible things to do. So I guess that's where the experimental is. For example, this thing I'm wearing today, I basically crocheted that in my bedroom during a period of maybe like 
three months every day. You might say I've got nothing else to do, which is like true. Maybe I was just like avoiding other responsibilities. But I think being slow could perhaps be quite radical in itself and just slowing that pace and making sure that each garment has got layers to it and isn't just something that you wear once and throw away. So I think that slowness and craft is where the radical kind of sits. Chanel is nodding. I wonder if you, you agree, Chanel, that's right. Yeah, I mean, slowing the pace of fashion is also just a healthy thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, as emerging designers, like, to keep up with the schedule is very hard. It's very expensive. So try to, I mean, just challenging the pace of fashion and working at your own pace, maybe working off schedule, I think is yeah. just, uh, that's an act of defiance in itself. Yeah, you're all very sympathetic. Bianca's nodding along to that too. <laughs> oh, no, definitely. I, I agree with that certain place of fashion. I think that's what like the pandemic has taught us, is just like giving people the freedom to show whenever they want. Loads of brands just stick into not showing in person and um, explaining their brand purpose through film and other technology. Yeah. Tell me what's radical and experimental about your work. I feel like with my work, anyone could sort of like pick it up and see themselves in it. And I think that's the most important part of it. Even though it's menswear, I feel like it gives people the space to be like, oh, I actually could wear that, or I could, I could see myself in a part of the brand. And I like that inclusivity of it, even though I'm very much stuck to, to menswear. It's really important for Vault that you, our special cohort of designers, our fashion creatives from around the world, uh, very often with dual nationalities, mixed heritages, always with a global sensibility. And I, I'd love to know more about where you work and the design cultures of the countries and the cities that you live in. Guy, maybe you could go first. Well, I'm originally from Portugal, uh, but I've been uh, studying and working in London for the past eight years. I think the thing about London is that we're all sort of like a, a little bubble and we sort of like feed each other that je ne sais quoi. It's really like a fashion bug and there's a lot of competitiveness, but it's like a healthy competitiveness. We're really pushing ourselves to like make that best look to wear to a party, to then be at the sewing machine the next morning at 8.30. Yeah. I think that's like <laughs> the culture behind it. Is that right, Bianca? Yeah, no, definitely I agree. I feel like we kind of live at such a fast pace, but in a, it's a good fast pace where yeah. most of your friends or the people you end up meeting and collaborate with, you meet them at the parties. It's small, but it's big. So it's quite nice having that community. Yeah, I would say it's definitely a community. Yeah. Especially in like recent times, there's like so many amazing spaces that are coming back. Sweaty spaces. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it doesn't sound fun to be in those. But your, your work, Bianca, draws on, on your heritage as well. Tell us about that. I'm quite obsessed with tourist items, so whether it's like postcards and kitchen scrolls. I had this scarf from like my AW20 collection. It's called the Remember Me scarf. It came from like um, an item you'd buy from like a tourist shop. And even down to like the presentations and stuff, I did this one where it was kind of like inspired by dancehall culture. And it's interesting because I feel like with dancehall, it's always like the women dancing in the front of the camera. So I was like, I want to make men dance by themselves in like an isolated space. So like using the idea around presentation and those influences is what I kind of bring from my culture into the brand. We've had Bianca and Guy go on about how amazing London is. Chanel, you need to remind us about what's so fabulous about New York. 
Well, I'm born and raised in New York, so it's interesting like, to have the fashion industry and have a bunch of fashion people in your hometown, and you're navigating a space where this street goes from being somewhere I used to walk down as a kid, and it just becomes the street where you walk back and forth to class every day. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic, and I think personally I'm inspired just by like, the graffiti around the city. But I never felt comfortable going out and doing graffiti myself, just because you know I'm a small girl and I want to keep myself safe. So then I do it within my apartment and I do it within my practice. Oh, wow. And then it gets turned into a print as like a textile for my garments. It's a really interesting thing, like the distortion of the graffiti and just like it forcing you to make your own graffiti language. So the city imprints itself in your work. One of the taglines for Bolt is past tense, present tense, future tense, which can sound very mysterious. But I want you to tell us about the future. Um, what are your ambitions for the next five years and where, where would you like to be in five years time, do you think? Guy, you go first on that. Oh, wow. I don't think I can handle the, <laughs> the pressure <laughs> of that question. Um, well, you know, I literally moved to a studio for the first time a month ago, so I've been basically just been like redecorating it, and now I'm just looking forward to doing a new collection. <laughs> That's like the first step, perhaps getting a stockist, second step. But I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just figuring it out as I go along. I'm not really one to make crazy huge future business plans. Also, I'm not business-minded at all, as you can probably tell. Probably shouldn't even try. But I just want to do fashion. And, you know, I think that's what gets us all up out of bed in the morning. That's a noble ambition. I just want to do fashion. (laughs) Chanel, what about you? Well, I want to have an established multidisciplinary art house. So um, bringing in different people from the community and producing, of course, fashion. Number one, more than anything, art pieces, music, and film. That's a lot. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Bianca? I guess just continuing the brand and actually creating a bit more of an established world around it. I think what keeps me inspired by fashion is like making my own research. So whether it is doing like a small film or being a part of like a, an art show, that's what I love doing. And that's the reason why I started my own brand. Is so I have the ability to be quite flexible in terms of how I operate it and doing things in my own way and being very confident to do it in my own way. I think I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to have the platform from Gucci. We've been able to kind of like just do our own thing and have that freedom and that support. So it's just such a good opportunity. Yeah. I, I would agree. Just the platform itself is just, it's insane to have a space within this structure is it's really sick I'm super grateful and just to like hold space with these amazing designers and be inspired by them be inspired by Alessandro and then just kind of growing from there is a beautiful thing yeah I mean it's so altruistic isn't it it's just something unseen before I've never really seen a big brand like Gucci give their platform and their stamp to you know 15 (laughs) girls like us So it's quite humbling. It's really a pioneering thing, I think. So I'm so happy to be a part of it. (laughs) Well, we're lucky to have you. We're thrilled to see what you're going to be doing for us. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Chanel Campbell, Guy Rosa and Bianca Saunders. And thank you for listening too. Do join us next week. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to the Gucci podcast. Discover more about Vault and the featured emerging talents in the episode's notes.